Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. My name's Christy. I've been vegan for four and a half years and I have a six-year-old daughter. Hiya, I'm Becky. I've been vegan now for 34 years. Um, I've got two sons, Oscar and Luca. They are eight and six. Hi, I'm Dana. I've been vegan for four and a half years and I've got two children, um, Megan and Jacob, who are eight and six. Hi, I'm Felicity. I've been vegan for 13 years and I have got two sons, Eric, who's 10, Soren, who is eight months, and then I've got two stepchildren as well. Brilliant. Thank you very much. So today we're going to talk about ideas for half term. So it's May half term coming up soon. And I thought we could just discuss ideas that we're doing or give some other ideas that other parents might be able to do to fill that week at home. Uh, so yeah first off what are you guys doing um i'm going to the peak district for a week which i'm so excited about um going with family we went um two years ago supposed to go last year and then obviously got cancelled um yeah when we went last year we had like an amazing time visiting um went to caves and then when we came out they had like a little tea room Um, and there's loads of vegan options which I just wasn't expecting Mm. at all Um, and went to the other amazing place was um, Bakewell and managed Mm. to find vegan Bakewell tart oh wow so actually we yeah we kind of did um yeah and we did uh we went to Buxton I think and found a place that had vegan like fish and chips and so yeah our holidays are always kind of linked to um finding nice places to eat (laughs) do you go with like a backup in case you can't find the places or do you research before lots of research using things like happy cow which is mm-hmm. yeah really really useful when you go away and so are you staying to... hotel airbnb um no cottage? it's a um it's a cottage okay so you can cook your own dinners one. and stuff yeah self-catering which is yeah mm-hmm. always good awesome donna what are you up to i think i'm one of those people that's quite last minute when it comes to mm-hmm. planning for holiday unless we're actually physically going away um so but what we've been doing a couple of uh, for the last couple of kind of holiday breaks is um we kind of like get a box and um pull out put everyone puts in ideas of things mm. they want to do and then we pull things out so um and we had so much fun last time we did that i think we're probably going to do something similar again so mm. just things like um you know simple things like uh, going for a walk in the woods or um smoothie making or maybe like a movie night so we all put ideas of things Mm. that we want to do put them in a little pot and then we pull them out uh and we do them as we kind of go so it's it's quite fun it's quite a good way for everyone to feel they they get their choices heard and Mm. things and they get to put their ideas forward yeah yeah felicity do you have anything planned i love that idea um we always keep it quite chilled really um partly because of budget but um also because 
I'm not with my 10 year old dad anymore. So we often split the holidays or he has the holiday and then I'll have the next one or so. I do have Eric this time, which is exciting. Um, and we definitely do woods, hills, and we're quite lucky to live quite rurally. And we've got a little stream where we live. So we, we go swimming in the river, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So kind of like home-based activities. Yeah, mostly just outdoorsy stuff yeah. as much as I can drag him out and away from mm. the screens yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be nice this because obviously now things are starting to open up again so mm. there's also an opportunity to start actually maybe going to museums back out to places that I haven't been to for feels like such a long time yeah we so don't have to get so exciting. don't have to get so creative with the ideas like with other holidays in the lockdown and it's kind of like a sleepover in the front room or something Mm. or a movie night because you can't really go anywhere else that actually this is the first time where one we can go on holiday if we want to and two Mm. that you know you can go out for day trips to places and you know not have to take your packed lunch or stay local or um yeah I hope the weather's good that you have to be outside the whole time but we're going camping, which I'm yeah. super excited for. I'm hoping the weather is good. Um, just Monday to Friday, but we're going down to the New Forest and the campsite is right on the beach. So fingers crossed for good weather. Oh, <laughs> and we can go and explore that. Um, oh, that's amazing. But yeah, it's quite challenging though, finding campsites that are not on farms, I'm finding, mm. that I don't, don't want to support a farm, even though it's not their farming business I'm supporting, I'm supporting the camping. Um, it's still... Um, yeah funding them so they can continue to farm so yeah that's quite a challenge yeah I think that's quite difficult with with a lot of activities actually is trying to work out like the ethics of places and um Mm. and actually where your money's going and that's that's kind of I think as you become go more on your vegan journey that's something that we've certainly started to consider a lot more Mm. is it's just like actually even even places like some museums and things you know like if they're not willing to cater for vegans you sort of think are you is it worth going you know yeah. if they if they can't like you know put something in their tuck shop or on their menu for vegans you start thinking oh do I really want to support these businesses mm. yeah you kind of like feel like if it's not an enjoyable experience for you if you're not feeling free enough to be able to yeah just go and buy some food there or enjoy the experience um yeah. then uh, yeah you don't want to go back there really do you but then also if you don't go there then they think there's no demand for vegans Mm. so then they don't give the the treats which I really I struggle with because I don't I don't voice out so there's an ice cream cart at Lana's school ice cream van and I've had a quick look as I'm going past to see if there's anything vegan obviously there's the calippo or the ice lolly or something but I've not actually asked them because I'm like embarrassed like what they're gonna they're probably gonna say no or something but then if I don't ask or if I don't voice that there are vegans coming past that might would like a vegan option they don't know about it do they so it's like hard to like boycott them or to go and make a fuss Mm. that was something i I got more confidence with sorry you go ahead that was something i got more confidence with when the the longer i've been vegan when i first went vegan i didn't want to like go into a restaurant and admit I was vegan for some reason yeah. but now I'm quite happy to ask and, and even walk out of a place if they won't cater for me so mm. I've definitely found that over the years I'm like years and years ago I used to sort of just look for the vegetarian thing and then say oh I can't have dairy rather than say I was vegan because it had always been met with 
what's that you know but now mm. quite happily sort of talk about being vegan it's definitely changed mm. like everyone knows what yeah. vegan is now whereas like 20 years yeah. ago 10 years ago people didn't I find that Eric is much more confident with that than me as well like mm. he's completely happy to tell everyone he's vegan like ask for vegan things and he's kind of chill if they say no they don't have anything he's not he's never fussed but um mm. yeah I, I guess it's less it's, it's a bit more daunting as an adult yeah yeah there's social kind of you, you're a little bit more awkward because you know you're possibly causing them an inconvenience or it's also the um yeah the stigma that comes around with that word that you you're probably more aware of than he is he's like yeah I'm proud to be vegan yeah have you got this have you got that where we're like oh we're one of those vegans (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's actually much better when it comes for a child anyway because (laughs) I'm much happier if my daughter's gonna say is that vegan because that the people are more likely to be like oh we've all heard all the jokes haven't we so if you go out on a day trip what do you kind of do for like snacks and stuff to to in case there isn't um vegan food available any like thing that you've always got in your bag in case or do you always prepare and then you're like no we can't get anything from the shop I've brought lunch with us we love sausage rolls like and everywhere has sausage rolls now I mean in Aldi you can pick up like the ready cooked ones like two in a pack for 99p so quite often I'll just like if I'm in a rush I'll just go and grab some of those or just buy a pack of frozen ones and cook them before like we go out mm. and then wrap them up in tin foil and yeah it's like it's sorted and you know box of tomatoes or something and you're done but it's so easy like we keep having like Aldi picnics I just go and grab loads of stuff from there and yeah you can have a proper meal it's not just like bread and hummus which is sort of the kind of standard thing I always used to have when I was younger <laughs> yeah yeah we actually did like the most epic picnic the other day we always book food and um we went up to the hills and I took like a proper cheese board feast and I bought a board even though it was a, it, it wasn't actually that heavy to bring everything that we bought <laughs> but we had um like three like really fancy cheeses from I'll name drop the brands as it's a vegan podcast. Uh, Honestly Tasty, Mouse's favourite. And what's the other one? Miners. Something to do with Miners. Miners Threat. They were really good. All ordered from Vegan Kind, I think. And um, yeah, crackers and uh, grapes and, you know, and we laid it all out on our picnic blanket up in the hills. It was lovely. So yeah, (laughs) we always bring food. That's not the usual picnic, to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice. Yeah, we we pretty much always take our own food actually now a picnic I, I think just kind of a, I'm assuming that if I've made it and I'm happy with it and it, it can be difficult finding out especially if it's like a day trip place mm-hmm. if you're kind of going on holiday you might have researched a bit more like you said with happy cow mm-hmm. earlier and like places we can go and eat but if I'm going to a day trip I just want to know that I'm going to have I'm not going to have to get into that whole is there food isn't there food so we pretty much always take a picnic but like you say the supermarket picnic variety now is just like amazing <laughs> yeah like you get little real pork feast. pies yeah like the mm. pork pie, I've tasted them all and they're great <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, it's like a whole spread now of like you, yeah like you said it used to be kind of like hummus and and a, and a baguette or maybe yeah or like <laughs> you can have sausage rolls and even like pretend pork pies and yeah um they've they've even made these like little bites and like the you know the um fake chicken pieces that there's a company mm. making those now and um yeah I feel like I can eat like a king now on my picnics 
yeah <laughs> so good we do find it tricky here because like we've got allergies in the family as well so we like mm. I can't have gluten at the moment we're trialing no soy <laughs> for the oh, baby wow. <laughs> so yeah I know it's a bit annoying but we've actually found there's more than I thought there was like vegan soy free gluten-free food oh, so that's amazing because that, I don't think that would have been the case a few years ago yeah no there's quite a lot done with them um, pea protein now isn't there which I guess is quite helpful yeah. definitely mm. So any ideas for days out if people wanted to just go out for the day somewhere, what kind of places, obviously zoos are a no-go. Um, mm. And I know that's often a trip that people suggest going on. Are all zoos equal in your mind? Are there any that are more ethical or worth it? Like, I don't know about Bird World or is there like Monkey World or something where they, they mm. say they're rehabilitation or they're a sanctuary. And also like is a sanctuary always a sanctuary or do they use that word so like you've got some sanctuaries which I think are sanctuaries but then I don't know there's um Suffolk owl sanctuary near me and I'm like mm. Mm, are you actually an owl sanctuary or you know we can go and visit you and you're very quite commercial looking I haven't been yet so I don't know how much you're actually just rescuing owls or mm. are the yeah I don't know I it's such, I find it so hard to, yeah. to know the line that I just tend to avoid everything yeah. <laughs> what what do you guys do we've been to um we've done the monkey sanctuary in cornwall in mm -hmm. Lou, um which is about two hours drive and we made a special trip and overnight stay for it because um, they're actually really honest that they don't think that this is the best place for those monkeys they're rescued from the pet trade um mm. and they don't always have everything on show and they do they, I, I liked that they said, you know, it, the best place for these monkeys would be in the wild, <laughs> but we can't ever put them back in the wild because they've been domesticated mm. by people. So this is the next best thing. And um, they have a vegan, loads of vegan food. I think all their food is vegan in the cafe, actually. Um, wow. So, yeah, I highly recommend them. They're, they're good, but I totally agree. It, it is quite a minefield. There's also the seal sanctuary in Cornwall, and I didn't find that as great the enclosures were not as enriched or big for the mm. seals so yeah it's a tricky one isn't it mm. I can highly highly recommend um the retreat animal rescue which is in Kent um so it's quite easy access sort of from London and probably kind of surrounding areas and it is just lovely like they've got thousands of animals and it's a completely vegan sanctuary they've got a vegan cafe um, my mum volunteers there in the cafe and like they've been absolutely crazy busy since they opened again um, and it's just so lovely you get to have a little tour and meet all the animals sometimes get to go in with them they've got a lamb at the moment and a tiny piglet and they're just an amazing place like so so lovely such a nice day out mm. and what's lovely is they've got sort of vegan messages up around the place as well and so many of their visitors aren't vegan at all you know I've been there before where I've heard people walking past the pigs going oh I feel really guilty I had a bacon sandwich this morning you know <laughs> this sort of yeah. thing mm, we're here just to kind of see the animals but hopefully seeing all these sort of vegan messages around and eating the food and then realizing that actually there's no animals involved hopefully it's kind of helping people as well but yeah that is a really lovely day out if you can get there there's actually a facebook group that i've discovered recently which is uk and ireland um 
animal sanctuaries, which I think are mostly vegan run. Most of the vibe I'm getting on there is that most people are vegan. So you can find a local sanctuary. Mm. And I, I discovered oh, quite a few near me, actually, that I didn't even realise about. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, so that's quite a cool Facebook group to follow. Um, and they do a lot of fundraising activities on that page as well, mm. obviously. Recently, they've all had to shut. If, if they Some of them don't open up to the public. but um, Yeah, that's another thing I, I find, like, obviously, they need to try and make money to look after the animals. But then when they open up to the public, then does it become entertainment of the animals? Because mm. people are coming to see the animals. And then do they choose to rescue certain animals because it's going to bring the attraction? to? It's mm. like the fine line from from opening up to the public to be able to get money to be able to run or then it becomes an entertainment business which i think is mm. where zoos cross over they're there for entertainment mm. more than yeah. for the animals um yeah. i think ultimately there are at the end of the day all of those places have animals which at the end of the day need to be fed need to yeah. so mm. I, I suppose it's with zoos in a way i kind of think it's more of an educational piece you know and you know if we're if we're going to spread the vegan message and get people to stop eating meat is the first point of call and then as part of that then we we adopt people and people start realizing and because at the end of the day if these zoos if they closed overnight the animals yeah. aren't are still going to need to be looked after so it's, they it's can't a really go tricky back to one wild, you know yeah but, yeah so we almost need a... to kind of stop but then again a lot of, some of them do breed animals mm. and without that breeding those animals could be going extinct and things like that so it, it's so tricky uh, yeah but then is, an, is a non-extinct animal not extinct if it's just in captive you know like mm. um I've, I've thought about that before yeah. i've had to because i used to be a teacher and i you know had to go on the occasional school trip to um sort of zoos and things and i sort of walk past the animals and think is that any kind of life like humans have mm. it's kind of it's all human fault because humans have destroyed mm. their habitats um and then had to try and keep them in alive inside a zoo and, and it's just yeah. it's such a weird situation it's all completely human caused and, and the reason for keeping horrible. the extinct animal possibly extinct animal alive is it's, it's so that the human entertainment for humans to say that they're no longer extinct yeah. we've kept them alive yeah, and it's like it. yeah, yeah. you've ruined the habitat in the first place it oh yeah it is a minefield mm. and i think mm. like if you have to go on a on a trip to the zoo or something say with a family day out then it is a good education thing like you said mm. donna that you can talk to those around you particularly your children like how do you think these animals are feeling in here and then also like i, I kind of avoid the whole zoo place but actually finding out information like i went to wimpole farm which is a national trust place when um, lana was younger it was quite close national trust membership i'm not now because i bought it from them and i didn't want to fund them anymore but it's a working farm and they had um cows and pigs there that everyone goes to see and it's like you do realize the they they're in the pens they move up and then when they get to that one they go off to slaughter you know they're now a year old these pigs it's a big pig um thing but they had cows and actually we were looking at the cows and I was talking to the guy working there about them, like, ah, oh, how often are they in the um, in the barn? You know, what happens to them? Where do they go to get slaughtered? You know, and, and talking about it to try and get him yeah. to think a bit about it. Like, do you realize what you're working on? Uh, why, what you're, where you're working and what happens? So again, it's, it's a good thinking, talking point, I think, even if mm. you do end up going. Do you find that even seeing like animals 
just in fields just makes you super sad now like I can't mm. deal with it anymore like yeah because you know how where they're gonna end up it's horrible I just yeah. can't <laughs> I live I live in a quite a small village and there's there's farms either end mm. and because it's a village where everyone knows everyone everyone obviously knows the farmers and they're always sharing things and they I, I used to have to when I worked in town I had to cycle past one of the farms and their baby lambs are out and then the next day they're like posting them on Facebook going who wants a lamb for their freezer and I was just mm. I just used oh. to like cry every time I went past them mm. <laughs> just yeah. literally awful uh, and mm. I can't I can't comment on anything because it, it's so well they you know they all love their farmers around here it's like yeah. farm central <laughs> yeah so any more thoughts on half term any tips for parents who have got the week um at home any places that so you've said the facebook page to look at for local sanctuaries that's quite a good idea um and then yeah just like at home activities or going to the woods or um uh, yeah cinema is gonna open isn't it that's pretty good yeah. special go I'm back very to the excited cinema. about the cinema maybe even <laughs> swimming i haven't been swimming yeah. in such a long time they, they're so probably good. open now are they i don't yeah. know <laughs> are any of you scared to do these activities again to like be out there and like like i want to go swimming but then i'm like oh, people's feet all over the floor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about this with some mums earlier and it's kind of like well, you almost have to kind of learn again what normal life is like because mm. yeah we've been sort of out of it for so long haven't we and you've got kind of it's kind of nice that we're doing it in these stages because you're kind of easing yourself back into it a little mm. bit so it's kind of nice that we've been allowed to meet up outside and now we can move to being inside although probably if the weather's nice you might as well be outside yeah. so it's obviously safer and <laughs> but yeah it'll be a bit strange going into um sort of busier places and inside and stuff but yeah just kind of get back into it my daughter's actually had quite a lot of anxiety around getting mm. back to normal and she went back to her drama group recently and um she wouldn't not wear a mask in the class and I've been sort of trying to coach her out but then she keeps saying things like but isn't it safer to wear a mask and I can't really fault her logic because oh. I'm thinking well yeah it is actually but like mm. I'm trying to yeah. not not let her her anxiety get mm. get up from it all and it's been a bit of a struggle I'm just trying to gradually like get her back to feel comfortable doing stuff because she's suddenly developed like a and it suddenly came on quite quickly but a real fear of going out mm. oh bless Okay, so I think we're going to end it there, guys. Thanks so much for coming on. I hope your half terms are good and I look Thank forward to recording more messages, messages, episodes with you soon. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank Bye. you. Bye, guys. Bye. Talk soon. You're coming. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you have found it helpful in some way. Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself or you can find the podcast on instagram at convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents or you can email me at conversations with vegan parents at gmail.com